In case you forgot, this podcast is sponsored by the book sales of Rewilding the Bonded Man, a book about optimizing hormones specifically for men naturally. And we're also sponsored by the book sales of Awakening the Tranquil Warrior, which is Caitlin and I's path from fat to fit as young adults, infertile, and then too fertile. Very, very fertile. We're also sponsored by Energy Fitness Studios in Washington, Pennsylvania. And we're sponsored by the Old Road Farm. And if you don't know why we're sponsored by them, it's because we really care about their products. We care about their family. And if you want to know more about it, you need to check out the podcast with Carice Tressel earlier on in um, this first season here. Also, check out their website at theoldroadfarm.com and find out why their products are superior. Focus part two. <laughs> Starting off right off the bat, I have some um, questions here. I had a shamanic journey um, with a soul retrieval about a year ago now. Yeah, maybe a little bit more ago. I don't know. I don't keep good time track of those things. But And so in the journey, um, as she was healing and going back through, there was my future self came to her to meet with my present self to heal my past self and guide her to those spots. Yes. What does that mean? Yeah. What is that? Like, how does that work? <laughs> like, I couldn't wrap my... She came out of it and she's like, oh, I need to write that down. And mm. I'm like, oh, shit, did she see like demons? Like, what did she see in me? <laughs> like, as you know, I just, just... She's like, no, 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 it's good. And then I've been wondering ever since yes. what that meant. Mm. So like, I, I can't, and it, it and it's so funny that it just dropped. It came out to ask you. So mm. I figure maybe you have an answer. See, the entire concept of time is not an easy one to talk about because at the end, time is just an illusion. I mean, and that's what we talk about again. If the soul is actually eternal, where's the time in this? Where's the body in this? That's the realization that we just live in this dream, right? So what is the future then? What is the past? Mm -hmm. What happened to you five minutes ago when we talked about something in this podcast and you felt a liberation, that's not even there anymore, right? Which means it's actually an illusion. It has no effect anymore. There is no effect. There's only a memory of it. There's only a memory of a sensation in the body in that moment, which means that's why everything that matters is only the now, in this second, in this second. And it's not something the mind really understands, but that, <laughs> is, that, is why, that is why the seven masses, they are practicing the moment so deeply with their students. It's the same reason. So what does the future mean? What does the future mean? I don't know. No. <laughs> because <laughs> I don't in, know. No. Exactly. Are you that future? But were you that past? Were you that past? Let's say five years ago, you were pretty different, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Was it actually you? No. Not anymore, right? Um. But it's a memory of something. And that memory feels pretty real, but it's just an illusion. So when you talk about future self and when you talk about past lives, or just the past, it's just part of that illusion. But we can play that game because you can still learn a lot from it. But at the end, you just play the game of the illusion. Mm -hmm. And I say this, say this now when my sessions is about past life. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Right? But okay. it can still be a very strong way to enlighten something within you. Right? Mm -hmm. That's why I keep telling people 
I see a pattern that is going on in their life, their entire, their entire, their entire incarnation. Something maybe then suppressed, something, it can be whatever, right? And I go deep into that and I see and I show them, it comes from this life, it doesn't even come from that life. And they start to realize when I say that, that is just an echo from the past. It's not even the same incarnation. Hmm. It's the soul having an experience, but it's just in that mind. It's just that energy that still follows, but that is just part of that illusion. Mm-hmm. And so that makes it easier for some people to let it go. Yes. Yeah. Some yeah, people yeah, probably yeah. get attached yes. to that too, though. <laughs> Which is the reason when you talk about the future, I see the future sometimes. I'm not talking about it because if I'm talking about the future, people will attach to it. And yeah. then the future needs to be changed because then there is no experience in it. Yeah. So, uh... you see? I have always felt that way about like psychic readings, the, yeah. the future readings, because then you'll design your life in a way that that happens. Like if they yes. say you're going to die in a car crash, maybe you unconsciously stop wearing your seatbelt because yes. you believe that in the future you're going to die in a car crash. So you yes. almost make it happen. Exactly. That is, that is the power of manifestation. Yeah. I'm not talking about, I mean, if people ask me what kind of job should I get, I'm not telling them. Because even though if I see it, I'm not telling them. I'm spending the session then realizing what path they want to do. Because I will not tell them. I will not decide anything. Not even what I see. Because I see things that go through my filter, right? And I need to be humble enough to know that that might not be the, the, the fullest truth of everything. Because I'm still in the search for it. So all I can do is just guiding them towards their own goal. Guiding mm. them to see the universal language how the universe speaks to us. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm not interested in showing the future because where's the experience then? Why are you alive then? The True. soul wants that aliveness to get that experience. So what is the future self then? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess I don't know. <laughs> it's just part of that imagination that you start to believe yourself. That you start to believe that what happens to you happens because of something and you sit here in the moment and you choose to believe it. That happens in this moment that's only that's all that matters that you believe that one day your future self will heal something from the past it's only because you believe in that moment uh. then you don't even have to take care of the future or the past you see <laughs> it's just an illusion <laughs> it's just an illusion just go right ahead you know it's really funny is that speaking of like future and like past and everything like that like going off a of past memory when you were first here at Inner Light, Trent and I saw your stuff mm. and immediately felt drawn to you. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, how cool is that dude that's going to be at Inner Light? Yeah. And we were like, oh, we should try to meet him or do something. But schedules happened that we couldn't. And mm. we didn't really stress about it either. And we were like, okay, whatever. And, and we didn't know you would be back a second time. So speaking of yeah. manifestation and like future alignments and past and, and all this stuff. And not knowing the future. Um, like, cause even if someone probably told me then, like I probably wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like yes. I, maybe I wouldn't even have correlated. Maybe they, cause they probably wouldn't have said your name they probably would just said this person and like yeah. blah, blah, blah. But yeah, coming so many months later, here we are interviewing you on a podcast that we didn't even know was going to be even a thought. Yeah. We didn't even, we didn't even have anything. thoughts about a podcast then. Yeah. So like. You know, like maybe we would have never, maybe it would have been totally different. Maybe we yeah. wouldn't have got to me. Maybe we wouldn't have started a podcast or maybe we would have, or maybe it would have redirected. I don't know, but it's really cool thinking about that 
that memory of the past self even like then in those moments and then like just seeing you and thinking oh he's really cool I'd like to connect with him he's at Kelly's studio I wonder how Kelly knows him I wonder who he is and then maybe <laughs> I want to take some of his classes and then um and feeling that draw yeah. to to you and then like but not having the time or for whatever reason it wasn't right and then several months later you come back and then we're like Kelly tells us like we were in a week before he came back Something like that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. And we were picking up cacao, and she's like, oh, Lucas is coming back. You guys should get with him. And then we were like, oh, we want to get with him. It's funny you mention it because yeah. we wanted to get with him last time, and now we're yeah. here to get with you this time. So it's also really funny drawing back to that um, yes. with manifestation and everything, too. Yeah. Like, how do you use manifestation? How does it properly work if the soul already has guidance? Um, from everything around them like will the mm. soul can it accidentally manifest something that's not on the soul's path because manifestation is larger than the soul's path is there a soul's path oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great so <laughs> let me let me use an example between the three of us right now okay so that everyone can can understand out of this question see last time i was here i saw your book i was standing out in the shop i saw the book and i felt that I knew that one day I would pass something on to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you didn't come. I'm not asking questions about it because <laughs> I know that it will happen. See, if I told you that in that moment, you will be focusing on what I will give you. Maybe next time I will come and then you will not be able to focus on what you have had to do since then. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if I told you about the future in that moment, you will put your conscience about that, you'll put your awareness upon that, and then you will maybe distract yourself from some other things. But now we still sit here. <laughs> and it has to happen exactly as it has to happen. But we don't we don't talk about what will happen in the future. I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you this will happen. I just knew it. <laughs> and I'm just that's finding that trust that it will just happen as it has to happen. Yeah. I like it. It's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. So in that question. Can you manifest? Can you manifest something that is not on the soul's path? For that question, I want to ask. I want to ask you: Is the soul eternal? Oh, mm. I believe so. Yeah. so I you, think so. So you have a soul, right? You yeah. are the soul, and that soul is eternal. Mm. And I want to ask: Is this universe? Is that limited to time and space? Our universe is, right? Yeah. Is it is, right? Because death? it had a birth, yeah. which means one day it will have a death. Right. Which means the universe has its own incarnation. You see? Okay. It has its own incarnation. It has a birth and it has a, it has a death. So all the souls that reside in the universe, do they the also have a death then? The comes out of the universe then. Uh -huh. But we sit here on this earth. I'm being Lucas, you're being Katie, you're being Trenton. And you sit here and the entire world is spinning around your feelings and your thoughts and your, your path, right? But at the end, you're just one little drop in that big universe, but that universe also has its own incarnation. The soul is not limited to, to that. If the mm -hmm. soul can, is not even limited to time and space, how can anything happen that is not alignment with the soul? Because everything that happens is within time and space. Now it gets pretty trippy. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to wrap my yes. mind. I'm like, 
all right i'm like staring off in the corner like trying to like process this okay so like because i feel like manifestation such a um thriving word in yes. like the community right now because people are starting to realize that they have ability to mm -hmm. manifest in their exactly. life yes exactly so if let's say yeah it's pr it's pretty popular this manifest manifestation right mm -hmm. um but let's just play with that idea again that the soul is eternal which means you can never die the the inner being of you can never die because it's not limited to time and space it's not it's not real it's just part of that dream right when the soul then takes that experience it's out of limitations how can anything happen to something out of limitations inside something that is lim in, in limitations do you understand a little bit well man <laughs> <laughs> you sit here as katie you sit here as katie now and think i have to i have to go this way i have to go right on this on this road mm -hmm. i have to go right because that is where my path is there's abundance there is a family there's a man that takes care of me I, I will not go left, which means I said I'm standing right before going left and right and I'm, manif I'm manifesting to go to go right. Then you can ask yourself who is doing that manifestation? Is it actually you who, who chooses to, to, to manifest to manifestate to go right? Or is it actually someone that is not limited to this time and space, which is the soul? Can you do anything that is not in alignment with the soul then? It's yeah. like I guess a, not. Yeah, it seems right? like yeah. yeah I guess not. Yeah, so anything that you do that you wish to manifest, and that you do actually manifest, yes. it must be in in your soul's purpose. Yes. But now we talk about the concept of free will. Yeah. What I'm talking about you is I'm taking you out of the concept that there's something called free will. If we play with the idea that we have a free will, then we can manifest things, right? But if we actually believe what I'm saying here. There's no free will. Everything is aligned. And that's where you find a complete trust in everything that happens. So when you go out and you think, I have to manifest this because I need abundance, I need money for this, I need this, I need this. Then you think, oh shit, I did good because I made it work. Who made it work? It was already aligned. But you just have to have the experience that you think you, meet, you, you need to make it work. <laughs> That's pretty trivial. It's very wild. It's yeah. very wild. <coughs> it's very There's wild. a really good answer, though. I get it towards the end. I definitely get what you're saying. Towards the end, at first, I was mm. like, <laughs> what? <Yeah. gasps> I'm like, but no, that makes total sense. Because mm. true, too, if, you, if you're truthfully manifesting on something that you feel, and it's not something you're being influenced to manifest... By maybe somebody else's and you think you want that but if it's a true manifestation from your soul well then you wouldn't manifest like i want to have a field of blackberry bushes like unless it was in alignment with your soul like right mm -hmm. like so anything that you think you want in life it's because it's in alignment with your soul yes because you think it's in alignment with the soul but can you do something else that is not alignment with the soul is it possible then do you have any free will to do anything that is not just a soul's experience? That's the question you can ask yourself. I'm not going to tell you any answer because it's your <laughs> truth. It's your life. It's your experience, right? But you can ask yourself the question. <laughs> I you could ask me. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one right there. That's a really tough one. I've always had a... 
personally, I've had a hard time with the idea of like, everyone says like, you know, that everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. And you know, this, there's a path and no matter what you do, this is what's going to happen. No matter what, I've always had a really difficult time believing that I didn't have the free will to change the outcomes and things. So I can't, I can't wrap my head around the idea that, that there's a, like that fate is going to guide me exactly where I'm supposed to go. And because that makes me feel like I have no choice in it all. And I like it makes my head hurt a little bit thinking that I don't have the free will, that I don't have a choice because, well, I fucking want to have some freedom. (laughs) Yes. But I totally get what you're saying, though, because if your soul is limitless, if it has it's totally limitless, then even the drop ins that you get, the, the way that you feel, the things that drive you towards certain things, there's a divine reason for that. And there's a purpose for that. And although maybe you can take some turns and go down different back roads or whatever, you probably will, are going to end up at that same point anyhow. So. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and part of the trip is to believe that you have that free will. That's why we're here. And we all have that. I mean, just if you're if your business is about to go under or if someone is, if you have a heartbreak, you can just not sit and say, okay, that's the divine plan, right? You feel that pretty deep. You feel the pain and you start <laughs> to ask questions about the faith and trust. Yeah. But that's just part of that experience. Because if we had that full trust in that, that there's no free will, that everything was just aligned, then there would be no reason to be here. Yeah, it'd almost be lazy and it wouldn't yes. be as fun. Yeah, you wouldn't be able, it would feel so mundane. You wouldn't be enjoying the highs and, the, and you know, you don't always enjoy yes. the lows, but when you come out of them, you sure do. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. means, and that's why there's also pitfall in that spiritual realm because you can also just say, well, everything happens for a reason. I'm just sitting down, I'm doing nothing. And yes, you can do that. I mean, you see sages and great seers in, in, in the East that just, they have been sitting 40 years in like a lotus position, never opened their eyes, just on the street, right? Because they're just there. And they are bliss and people that come close to them can be healed from diseases and sickness because they are just in that bliss. We are not there, right? right. Which means we have to be out and doing something. Yeah. <laughs> but when we are doing something, that's because we, we don't have that trust which they have yet because they see so, they have realized so deeply what I'm telling you right now. I see it, I see it through the Akasha. I see it through the, my remembering because I've been close to it in my past lives. But I'm not there yet, which means I'm still sitting here and have my own struggles. Yeah. But deep in, I start to believe it more and more. But I go out in the world, I feel the chaos again, and I believe I have a choice to do. If I didn't have that belief, I would not get the experience. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then you're back to the fact, do you have a free will? Yes, you have, but only in that dream, which is that you are this body and not the soul. <laughs> and that is part of just having the experience. Yeah. The experience, the life experience. Yes, exactly. We should not take that away. We should not take it away. We should just sometimes see it from that higher dimension that there is this, that soul that just have aligned everything. The more you ask yourself this question, the more you realize it's just a dream. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty trivial. It is really mm-hmm. trippy, and if if you go too deep with it, you end up like just staring into an abyss. And uh, maybe, yeah, maybe. it could be really good, it could be really bad. I'm not even sure I'm here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it just dissolved right there. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> just floated away, just particles all over. <laughs> well, so we we tiptoed around your story a little bit, like 
like your awakening yes. um, in the in part one of the podcast. You want to walk us through like what happened to you because what you were running nightclubs, right? Yes. And then you know now you've become a, a very gifted healer. So what what happened? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, what happened? <laughs> that's that's a story, huh? Well, I had um, I I had a time. I had a hard breakup when I was in the beginning of my 20s. And then I started to run around, around in nightclubs and I felt a lot of success and had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I created a few nightclubs, I created three nightclubs and you know, I felt my mind told me, well, you're being successful now, you're being successful now, you're living the dream, you're young, you're opening nightclubs, you know, people like you. Deep, si- deep down, I had so much pain. It was so dark. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I woke up, I put all the expensive clothes on, I went to the nightclub, I felt the, the confirmation. It's like a drug. Yeah. Just like a drug. So when it, ha- when, it o- when it ended, I went into a very, very deep depression. I went into some deep darkness. I felt very affected. Yeah. Very affected. And I asked myself, is this even worse? I mean, is this is this worth living? Mm. Then my 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 parents they they told me that they 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 talked to me and one day they they told me that I had this spiritual gift when I was a kid. They could see it. They didn't understand it, but they could see it in different ways. That my my. My father's mother, she passed on and the entire, she passed, she, she died and the night after I was just laying and just watching the entire roof or the entire night, just like following something, something that was dancing above me. And I talked about my past lives when I was a little kid and stuff like that. So they knew I had some kind of abilities and they said, Lucas, we believe that this depression that keeps following you is because you're shutting off for a part of yourself, you're okay. shutting off for some senses. So your parents were in tune, at least enough to you. Yes, very in tune. They just don't know it. Right. But they're very in tune. Yeah. My mom, she took me to some um, to some lectures with a student of a great seer that once lived in Denmark. I felt deeply connected to him. I realized when I was a kid, I was in the same mountain as he lived in France. He protected. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of synchronicities yeah. that started to open a little bit for me. And I found this master, this telepathy master. And I followed her for, for almost every day for about a year. Where I just devoted myself completely to her. I started by just saying, I want to communicate with animals because I love animals. But I started and I felt this, this goes deep. There is something in this that just goes deep. And I just got to devote myself completely to this. So I had a new heartbreak, and through that heartbreak, I just devoted myself even deeper to that wisdom. And she gave me the gift of opening my opening opening my consciousness again, remembering. It's not like open. It's more like a remembering to remember how I've worked in the past lives, how I've worked in my incarnations on Earth. Um. So this teacher you had, like, she saw, she, did she have access to the Akashic reports too? Yes. Like, so she could also see, like, yeah. there's some shit yes. in your your soul's history that you need to remember because there's yes. some really powerful stuff. Here. Exactly, she saw that, and she was the one 
She was the first one t talking to me about this with St. Francis. She was the one saying, she said that from the beginning we met. And I was like, that's weird. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm here to talk with animals and that's already pretty weird for me. <laughs> to talk about a saint thousand years ago standing behind me. I'm like, well, what's going on? But the more I devoted myself to her, the more I started to realize that there was a, that there was a reality above what we can see right now. We're still in that dream we talked about before, that trippy one. Yeah. But in that reality, in that reality, she started to show me the higher dimension, the other dimensions of that reality. And she showed me the past life. She showed me how to communicate with animals. And she just said a few words to me sometimes in, in, in the teachings, like, one day you will work with the Akasha records. And I'm like, what the hell is the Akasha records? I have no idea. <laughs> Um, I had to I had to break up with her um, because she actually started to be very manipulative mm -hmm. because I devoted myself completely to her and went back to the spiritual ego. Yeah, it took over in her. She didn't pass the test, not for me to be there at least. Yeah. Um, and in that moment, a lot of things happened. Um, and one I loved very dearly started to be uh, possessed by some entities I started to scream and yell and stuff like that and I just went into a trance just immediately I went into a trance nothing I could control and I went into that person's body I saw these kind of deep black spots around the kidneys and the livers and <clears throat> I got shown how to remove them I was inside the body in that dimension and I got showed how to move them remove them and how I should remove them, how I could remove them from compassion, from the heart, to open that heart. And when the last spot, well, the, the last, it was like some kind of gluey bubbles around. That's, that's how they're shown to me, gluey bubbles. So when that ended, when, when, when I removed the last one, I woke up and I got blown back in my couch, I hit my back. And then within a few days, all these abilities to see past lives, to scan the body, to the Akasha, to telepathy, it all just activated. Just like just came like, in, just like just all like, of a sudden. Yes, it was just like a breakthrough and talk about being close to a psychosis. Because yeah. what is real anymore? I mean, I'm still in that place. I mean, sometimes I talk with people and I said, didn't that happen? What? So this happened to your sister, right? And then... How she was that now? She said, I didn't tell you that. And I'm like, oh shit, I tapped out of the reality again. <laughs> it intertwines so deeply. Yeah. Because that reality is as deep as this reality. But right now, I need to be more in that reality because people need to understand me. So I'm not going crazy. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. But so, it's like that separation. And that's, that's my responsibility to work with. And that's not always easy. So that's what was it like, like when this loved one had this, like their body was like possessed? Like what? You said you went into like a trance. Yes. Was this like, was this voluntary or was this something that just? It happened. Just I, like happened I had no control. It just I went into it. Something took over. Like, closed my eyes. Just like if you are so tired that you just fall asleep. Something like that. You know, maybe you have tried as parents. Like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, for sure. yeah, you know, that's how it felt. And I just sat in that. I just sat on my mat for. I I don't even know how long it took. So it's it's just. It just happened to me. 
was this like was it your soul that took over and like kind of pushed you aside or was it like your spiritual guides or what like what was this yeah that's <laughs> and what's the difference right <laughs> yeah well yeah 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 true <laughs> uh it's hard to say because in that moment i wasn't aware of anything i just felt tired yeah but when i look back at it now it just felt like that divine part of being my soul which is maybe also the spirit guys if we tap out of that reality again which we're talking about out of the universe <laughs> but if you're playing the dream right now yes it was the soul the soul communicating well so let's go off that because like we're learning the language of guardian angels mm -hmm. spirit guides mm -hmm. you know deceased loved ones whatever so like so what's the difference there for one like if you're saying like the soul itself you're saying that the soul can travel with the same spirit guides or are the spirit guides and the soul one in themselves like what is yes. what is all this what is a spirit guide yeah what is a spirit guide because I, I i feel like any connection that i know like Mm. when I connect spiritually if I get a really good meditation maybe super hot sauna yes. ice plunge I connect um, to my best friend who passed away and yes. my grandma yes. and I know this yes. I know this deep I don't know any other guides I have I've never I've never really felt a connection but so but everyone talks in this community about spirit guides and you know all these yes. other things so what yeah like your sign spirit guides spirit guides come in and out and you have the same spirit mm. guides and then you can have career spirit guides yes. and then you can channel spirit guides like yeah it teaches because <laughs> <laughs> we're like sitting there and i'm like and yeah. <laughs> a communication for me has been angel numbers and that's relatively new to a year and i still yeah. don't even totally understand that or where that's coming okay. from or uh, for me answering that question, I, I just want to ask how far out do you want to go with this? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure how far. Because I don't know how to get that answer. No. <laughs> I'm like, how much do I want to know? Like, I don't know. Um, okay, we can still play in the dream then. Okay. okay, we can still play in the dream. That's okay, let's dumb it down a little bit. Okay, yeah, yeah. We, we're playing the dream then. So, spirit guides, we talk about like. In the first episode, we talk about cacao, the mm -hmm. spirit of cacao, mm -hmm. being an ascended master, which means that there is a soul, the same way as you have a soul, I have a soul, you have a soul, but there was a soul that once took some kind of incarnations to learn. And we have seen that on this earth. We call it Jesus, we call it Buddha. We, there have been great sages, there have been great seers that have been taking those forms, but doesn't have to take those forms anymore, right? They are still playing with us in the dimensional realm. We just know, we, we know Christ consciousness is still upon this earth, is still upon this universe, this cosmic field we are in right now. Right? Yeah. But there is no, there's no Jesus. There's no physical Jesus. Not that we know of, at least. Right, <laughs> Maybe yeah, he's yeah. hiding in a cave somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> 2,000 years old. Um, I mean, if you, if you go to, to the East, there is yogis that has been... You can see yogis and there has been um which people have been mentioned for two two thousand years they can just take a physical phone yeah that's another story yeah. let's let's go back to the spirit guy <laughs> yes <laughs> i'm breaking you yeah, okay. i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> don't be sorry we're gonna go home and stare yeah. at a wall and be like <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> Take your <laughs> 
and drink some cacao. Feel proud. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't get backed yes. out. I didn't get backed out. Now you understand why I need the cacao. That's yeah, I get yes. it. I do. I get yes. it. I got it before, but now I really get yes. it. It's that when, when wisdom appears in you, it just goes deeper and deeper and more far out and more far out. And you always have to equal that with the grounding, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like the nesting <laughs> eggs. Yeah. yeah. There's always more. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so spirit guides. Spirit guides. Um, look upon them as ascended masters, that there is some kind of souls that doesn't have to take an incarnation, incarnation form anymore. But they still play around in the realm and the dimension which we still live in. But they only live inside your own imagination. You have to mm. remember that all you do, all feelings, all thoughts, all you perceive in life, even me sitting here right now, is actually your imagination. Because it's you imagining or perceiving what I'm saying. Everything is that imagination. Okay? They live inside your imagination. That doesn't mean you're it doesn't mean that nothing well it doesn't it means that nothing is real, but let's but everything is real. Everything is very real. And the imagination is something we always have to play with. Always. We do that all the time. All things got created out of the imagination. Because it's through the imagination we find that source that wakes us up to God. And that is what those spirit God is helping us with. No because matter like every thought, every word, there's energy behind all yes. of them. Then that energy can create other things yes that energy can create other things and that energy all the thoughts inside your mind and your head is not something you if you think you you have a private life you don't have a private life because there are so many other masters out in that dimension which is still you but it's still out of that dimension who knows every thought you have inside the mind that's called mental telepathy there's nothing you actually know that doesn't that's not known by some masters out there. Don't be freaked out by it. Because <laughs> remember, people of not people, but souls that doesn't have to take an incarnational form anymore, they have no judgment in them. They know that everything that happens to you happens because of that experience you have to go through. Mm. So there is nothing that happens to you that is not in alignment. And then we're back to that alignment, right? Yeah. But we have that experience still. So spirit guide is when those souls, which is why people connect to Jesus. I see Jesus, I see Jesus, I see Christ, I see Christ. Yes, that soul is still playing in our dimension, is still playing in our cosmic field. But that it, it could choose to go out of that dream. If, if, the, if the soul of Christ chose to go out of that dream, it will still leave an echo of Christ consciousness for us all the time. You understand? Yeah, yeah, because there's a lot of belief and yeah. energy in yes. in that consciousness. Yes, yeah. because it's already it's already implemented in this world. It's already that Christ consciousness that came to expand the heart two thousand years ago. That echo will always follow everything that happens on Earth and in the entire universe. It will always follow. It's an echo, but the soul is still without uh, within us all because we see it. We see it in our imagination. Let's be honest. I see Christ, yes, but it's my it's my imagination. Everything is. So that would explain that would help explain why so many people connect to the same, like you said, Christ. Like yes. I think of like Mother Mary. Like I, there's yes. a ton of people who are like, exactly. well, Mother Mary is one of my guides, mm. and I I was like my skeptic mind was always like, 
that was Mother Mary, like 40,000 people's guide at every given moment. Yes. But if it's your perception and it's your energy and you are, you are reining that in and yourself, then that makes, that makes a lot more sense. Yes. And plus they also live or they don't know, live, they exist where there is no time and space, right? Yes. So they, that, they, they are in a place where the soul, the soul doesn't have to take that kind of incarnation as we have right now. Yeah. So they're not lost in that concept of time and space because they have, they're already gone. They're not, they're out of it. But they take a form into that cosmic field so they can come. All they are doing is simply just knocking on the door for us to wake up, to wake up. That's all they're doing all so the if, time. So if there's this alignment in the soul's path anyways, like is there a necessity for spiritual guides and for guardian angels? Like if there's, if there's a path that we're going to wind up on anyways, mm. is that... Like, why is that even a thing? Like having these nudges from, like, like I feel all the time, like from deceased loved ones, or, or is that just a consciousness and ego? Like, what is, what is all that? <laughs> What's all this? <laughs> it is part of it all. It's the same way as I've met, I've met, I've met plenty of people who all claims to be uh, Cleopatra, for example. I've met a lot of people or people saying, I was this oracle, or I was that. It doesn't mean you are that physical one, but you tap into a consciousness from it. Because it's all, then we're back to the concept of oneness. That we're all just the same thing. We can tap into everything we want. That's also why when I'm sitting here now and you feel that kind of humbleness from me, which you talked about in the first episode, yeah. mm -hmm. it's just because I know I'm no one to say anything. Well, so that's really powerful right there. So with that oneness, yes. does, does that mean that you could connect to any ascended master you wanted to with that collective consciousness that you could just zero in and say, you know what, I want to learn from Sernanos or I want mm. to connect with Jesus himself. Mm. I want to connect. Yes. Is that something that you could, I don't want to use the word manifest, but is that something that you could create like through meditation, yes. through maybe plant ceremony? And we can all do that all the time. Yeah. That is why those ascended masters, which called Sernanos, which called Jesus, which called Toth, whatever we want to call them, yeah. they have been taking forms down here to start. This is actually Akasha. This is actually Akasha. This is deep Akasha. That those ascended masters, they take a form, which we once called the God, to start to spread that echo around that we now sit and we create oracle cards, we create rituals, we create all these things so we can sit home in our living room or in the forest and create rituals where we start to connect to these. They're simply just down here to say, okay, I'm activating a grid in the Akasha now because through the Akasha, Akasha is the, Akasha is the memory of the entire universe, right? So when that soul takes an incarnation or form, it starts to create that echo that is surrounding the entire world, which means we sit now and we say, okay, I want to, uh, I want to connect to, to, to Cernanos. I can only do that because Cernanos wants was incarnated on the earth in some kind of form and so there's that echo at least at that's least the, the echo the consciousness the, yes, is somewhere that's the blueprint of that echo if we didn't have that we have we will not have it to guide us yeah. so that's a spirit guide but that spirit guide is just living out in that dimension knocking on the door for you to say wake up wake up <laughs> that's all they're doing that's a really good answer for that, that question. that is a good answer mm -hmm. did you have any other from that I felt like that, that really, that was a good wraparound that for me on that really one. That was a really good wraparound. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. I like, cause we listened to a podcast once that was kind of bouncing off of that, um, with that oh, shaman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
who did a lot of shamanic work for like several years he said that everything is created there because of human consciousness of believing and gathering on that thought so that he said that like even like he was talking at that time like about how there's even um like we create these deities in our own minds like we pray like people let's use like just a president for example like someone they give so much power and um authority to a figure mm. and he was this this shaman he was from south america somewhere he was he was an ayahuasca shaman okay he was talking about how those energies can take form in these other realms and this energy like because it, we gave him the energy to we take, gave we, like us. the life to take form and that's like he was saying it was even getting pretty crazy in there now yeah like because he talked of about all like the things the, becoming and taking yeah. life and taking form because everybody's consciousness is being in this space and creating these things that he didn't even recognize a lot of it yeah which mm-hmm. i joked and was like well everyone a lot of people believe in santa claus so, so does that mean so Santa Claus is real, right? Like because we all believe in him. So yeah. is there a consciousness to Santa, right? Mm-hmm. Like we all watch the movies. We all, you know, we all are taught as kids. We see the character. We see the books. We we and put a lot of belief point, in Santa how many Claus. Millions of kids are believing in Santa Claus. All those things, all, and that's a true belief. Like that's not an adult belief. That's yeah. a kid that has no and reason not to believe. And it's true joy that's wrapped yeah. up in that. So it's a pure yeah. energy source that's creating Santa. So yeah, how do you feel about all that? <laughs> Everything is very real within the dream, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. We are still in that dream. I sit here, Lucas, in that dream right now because in the in the truth. And I know that's the thing where you want to stare into the wall like, oh. yeah. but the soul is only in that dream. I am, I am that soul in that dream right now. You are the same, right? And in that dream, everything is imagination, which means everything can be created. So everything is real. Everything is real. We should never say nothing is real. Which is the same thing as manifestation. It's just creating. Yes. That's all it is. It is. Whether it's good or bad. That's why people say all the time you're manifesting 100% of the time. Exactly. Whether it's good or bad. Yes. The Tibetan masters. I'm following a lot the wisdom of the Tibetan masters. I'm not following anyone. I'm following it in the Akasha. Mm -hmm. Because the Tibetans is actually the ascendants of the Atlantis. That's Mm -hmm. uh, that's a story for the Akasha. I don't know if you want to go into that. It's very... it, It can be very fun and interesting. But... They say every thought you have is creating karma. So when you have a bad thought, you should be aware of that in the moment to be conscious about it. It's about a bad thought only happens because you're unconscious, right? In that moment, you should be unconscious about it and then you don't create karma. Because every bad thought you have, you send it out in that universe. Mm. Hmm. Which explains a lot about like the fear mongering and like yes. the, the negative sources that are always or trying like, to create the negative. You thoughts. think you're creating one thing in your life, but because you have all these negative thoughts all day, mm. you can't yes. get to that really positive thing you keep trying to create because you're creating all this karmic karma inside your head of like I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, blah 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 blah, and so that's why you don't get to that true manifestation point is because of all this chaos of little thoughts. Because you believe it in the imagination, mm. and that else. belief becomes the real perception of exactly. what really happens. Exactly. Yeah. Which means when if people are standing in the fibs and they hear me sing to a plant like I did, 
if they ask me what are you doing I say I'm, I'm like connecting to the spirit and they will say he's crazy <laughs> they are real right they're not wrong it's their dream it's, their, it's perception, their truth yeah. and I am no one to tell them they are wrong but it's <laughs> not wrong for me yeah. but I am no one to say no you're wrong I'm doing this because I know it's true I'm no one to say that because it's right for them yeah. it's their truth I'm no one to suppress anyone's truth and that's really powerful. It's yes. super powerful. It's a, it's a powerful thought, like from your own, from your own position, and then from the people around you, their positions. As yeah, well. even to powerful. apply it in our life, like mm-hmm. the, of that, because so many times you do get wrapped into, this is the right thing, this is the right thing to eat, this is what you should be doing, this is how you should exercising, and mm-hmm. you're really just putting, casting a lot of judgment on the opposite person. Exactly. And then we are back to the pitfall of the spiritual world, which yeah. is a spiritual ego, right there. Mm. you see yeah. I have to do this because now I'm spiritual I'm awake and I have to do this I have to do this no you have to do, you don't have to do anything <laughs> nothing it's so funny, yeah. there's I did definitely want to talk about so because we only probably got about 15 minutes left so with the Akashic Records yes um, and you did you have any like you remembered past lives of, of your own as a child and stuff yes. like that but how deep was it before like your awakening like when you just for example, when you were learning history in school, yes, did you ever know that things were not right? What yeah. was being taught to you? Yeah, yeah, I was. So you had like little glimpses of that throughout yeah. throughout your life. I had. I, I remember I had a story in my school, and I think it was fourth grade, fourth or fifth grade or something, where we learned about the Trojan War. You know, the Trojan War with Achilles and and. It's it's a story about it's it's a old, it's an old myth, a Greek old myth. Okay. And I was sitting, and the way she was describing it, I just saw it all for me. I just saw everything, and I also saw. And sometimes she said something, and I didn't see it, right? And now I know it's because that didn't happen, but that happened. <laughs> you see? Yeah. yeah. So when something is getting activated by a history and a memory that someone tells me, mm-hmm. it activates it all. So once I, um, once I, I had that, once I was reading a book about my past life and just reading a few sentences, I opened my entire, I, I saw the entire life, just a few sentences was like a whole movie because that sentence opened for me to see, okay, there was a goat there and there was that temple there and we did this and this, just out, out of one sentence. It put you in that spot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's one of the ways the Akasha works for me. And it's through that that I also see that the gods took incarnations, but they took incarnations to those people who were ready to see it. Let's say that, let's say that Sernanos just that was standing in the room right now. We will freak out, right? We'll yeah. freak out. Yeah, we'd be like, uh... Yeah, because we're not ready. <laughs> but Atlantean people, now I talk about Atlantis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll just go into that. Yeah, because, let's do it. Yeah, because it's one of those I'm most connected with. Atlantean people, the gods were just walking around them. They were just walking around them because it was just part of that reality. They were so close to waking up from the dream that they were that they didn't have to they didn't have to dream. See, what I'm trying to say is the great sages always say you are closer to the reality in your dreams than you are in the awakening time, which means when you're sleeping, you're closer to that consciousness which is waking you up. Yeah. Atlantean people were always closer to this. They were in like, like we're dreaming now. They were just living in that dimension all the time. That's, that was the being. Yeah. And through that, they were so connected to 
to the entire cosmic field that the gods could take forms to show themselves, to show themselves, to take those forms. And that started to spread over to Egypt. So those gods you saw, at a, you, you now read about it in Egypt, they also took form in the lances. It's those ascended masters who were surely who would who would who would show themselves in in the time of Atlantis and following one of the paths over to Egypt after the fall of Atlantis. I love that from a historical standpoint yeah. because I've always noticed this like so many of the Greek gods and goddesses yes. resemble the Celtic gods and goddesses yes. and they resemble um, the Indian yes. and they like there there's the resemblances are all across the planet on every yes. continent these gods and goddesses have. They might look a little different in the mm. depictions, but they're described so similar, and their pictures are very fucking similar too. Yes. And so that makes a lot of sense if these are ascended masters who have always been. Yes. And so they they, they keep that form because that's how they're recognized. Exactly. And that's when I was freaking you out a little bit before by talking about that two thousand years old yogi is the same. Yeah. People who doesn't take a form, they take a form for those who's ready for it. And right now we are not ready. We will freak out if the God was standing here, right? standing right there. We'll freak out. But some people who are ready, they show themselves because yeah. we need them. Yeah. Mm. And that's why there is a big difference in people coming here and saying, I see my spirit guide. And people who actually see the spirit guide. You know mm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's different kind of imaginations. Yeah. We are all right there right now when we don't really meet them, but we're just imagining them. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It's part of the trail. It's part of the track and part of that ladder we're going up at. We just need to be aware and conscious about we're not there right now. It goes deeper and it goes deeper. And one day something will show for us. Yeah. Possibly. That makes sense because there's uh, definitely some people too that talk about how they can channel uh, goddesses um, yes. that they do and they bring it into their life. And then they'll feel like, well, this goddess I feel really aligned with and mm. I feel like she's one of my guides. So that makes a lot of sense. So they're, in essence, channeling her, not so much like her coming to them, but they're channeling her yes. through their imagination and exactly. pulling her in, her energy in. Yeah. Now, when they pull her energy in and they're getting responses, is that her having like a soul and responding or is that the person's imagination responding how they think that goddess would respond it's, it's always the person's imagination okay and people who forgets that then it's people who haven't seen the spiritual ego no one should say that it's the god itself or the soul itself that is channeling because then it will be there when it's when if the if the god would be there and stand to talk to more people, then it's not just one people's perception, right? But mm-hmm. even then, I could hear it differently than you could hear it, and that's how we create mm-hmm. a religion because people heard was listening to Jesus different ways, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So when if people, if some channelers claims that it's it comes from the soul directly and not from the filter. They should look upon their spiritual ego. That's the truth. And there's nothing wrong in that. I mean, it can still be a beautiful, clear resonance. Well, it's still part of the journey anyhow. Yeah. No matter how you look at it. Yeah, it's still part of the journey. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, like like we were talking about Sernanos, he's the the only guy I've ever felt a connection to. Like, um, realistically, he's the only one I ever felt a real connection to. And so I did a meditation a couple years ago where I I had some Sernanos praying beads that she gave me, like you were saying, with the tarot cards and the oracle cards, where I directly went into this meditation 
because I wanted to imagine. I wanted to be in the presence of Serranos. And I got there. It took a long time for me to get there. But eventually I was in uh, in a meadow and there was a big, beautiful tree. And yeah. Serranos was just sitting there cross-legged. And he said nothing to me. I was just like, holy fuck, there he is. Mm. And he kind of like lowered his antlers and that was it that was it some animals came around it was really it was really magical but that was all that it ever was for me and and i've not connected since then with them but i've also not tried either but yeah i guess what i'm getting at is so if if you start channeling that same energy over and over again then honest then obviously that connection's getting stronger exactly and stronger and so then if you are constantly connecting with whatever God, goddesses, mm. energy, whatever the fuck it is, if you're constantly doing that day in and day out, is that something that you can bring in more to a reality and to the people around you, kind of like a pastor or a preacher does with God mm. or with a, a saint or Jesus? Is that something that can be even more enlightened to the people around? Like how you're saying, like, if someone saw whoever, yes. and, but no one else is perceiving that at the time. If everyone's awakening in the same space at the same time, is this like multiplied? This experience mm. is this something that can be a shared, like a shared experience? Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's a great example. I mean, because what you just ex- what you just explained is your 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 experience with meeting Serenos is very real. I mean, that's very real for you. Yeah, for me, it's yeah. it's very real in the imagination, mm-hmm. which means Serenos shows itself in your imagination. That's the first step. And maybe it takes a few incarnations before we're ready to the other things. Yeah. But that is, and that is the reality. It is the reality. It is the reality. And being able to, how to say that? Being able to see that you, if, let me see that let me say it this way if i am claiming i am standing with the entire truth there will be something wrong yeah because it's my filter right yeah it's my filter so i'm standing with my entire truth yeah. more or less yeah yes and we should always be open to listen to others entire truth yeah because there's <laughs> something we can learn from each other all of us yeah. right so if 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 sonnenness is showing itself to multiple people then Synonymous is showing itself through the filter of that person, which means a lot of the, which means a lot of the the wisdom will be different because it goes through the filter, it goes through the person, and that person has a history and is still identifying itself with something mm-hmm. it has been going through. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which means we need to have the humbleness to know my truth might not be the entire truth because I still have identities, I still sit here as Lucas, I still have pain and suffering sometimes which means I still have identities that means my filter the lens I'm set, I'm seeing it all through it might not be the entire truth but I can sit and I can share what I know and people resonate with it they can listen to it yeah that that's, makes, that's yeah. all we can do that makes so much sense because even when you are receiving information and it's like when you go to a healer of some sort and they'll they'll say oh i saw i don't know uh, a pencil i saw a pencil what does that mean to you Mm -hmm. because to them they're using their imagination to pull information and their imagination use the pencil but 
like that might mean like that their favorite color, their grandpa's favorite color was yellow and his name was pencil. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But yes, that's what exactly. the healer saw. Yeah, so the healer's exactly. seeing, we had a uh, yeah. telepathy class for eight weeks, very borderline, like basic. And that's how very things basic. were coming through. Yeah. Where like we were coming, having things come down through when we would try to like read the other person's thoughts or things like that, it would come through and you almost laugh because you're like, um, do you align with this? And then that person will be like, no, thank. And but that was where I learned mm. that it was how that person received yes. information, and yeah. it was like like things would come through me um, through songs, yes. and I'd be like, how's the song align with here? And I'd be like, I don't know why, but like. Ooh, I diddy diddy dum diddy do. It came through my head. Like, what does that align with you? Oh my God, I heard it the other day in the car and I was making a career decision. Like, whatever the fuck like, was going on yeah. in your life. But that was how my brain picked it, pulled it down through. Mm. And it, it was really funny learning that. And that makes so much sense now that I can correlate just learning that to that mm. because it was so different. But it made sense to that person, yes, yeah. but made zero sense to me. Mm. And there's no other way to have put a language to anything you don't have an experience yeah. to. So, yeah. And since we live in a world where language is how we communicate, for uh -huh. the most part, you have to put some sort of experience together so that you can interpret that to someone else and try to give them an idea yeah yes. try to give them some yeah. sort of reading back and then they align yeah. with it so much and you're like oh cool yeah, or they I don't know. at all yeah i don't know i guess i was pulling for someone else yeah. <laughs> and that's as i see it is because we have this great awakening happening so so many people's awakening right now right we all know that and through that, it is very crucial for all of us to be able to get guidance and to get all these things. And there is not, there is not a lot of people who's ready to see these gods, who's ready to see these ascended masters taking form. So we need people who's re who, who is in a place where we are ourselves to get that knowledge. Which means we are in a place where we need to get knowledge from a channeler who is still using its own filter. Instead of having a master who's just saying, I'm, I'm push, pushing you out of the cliff with the entire truth right now. If we're not <laughs> ready for that. We need those channels who are yeah. still like, you see what I mean? Yeah. So therefore it is, it, it, again, the, the, the divine plan is just so freaking perfect every time that right now there is so many channels and never in the world have there been so many misleading guidance. Never. Yeah. Right? Well, that's Never. what happens when things go mainstream. Yes. Because, sure. yeah, it goes mainstream. And a lot of people see, I can earn money of this. And I, I can channel, channel Mary Magdalene. And there is lots of them. <laughs> I, have a, I have a connection to the Galactic Federation. And there is lots of them. And they're all ambassadors from it. It's all perfect, <laughs> right? But the, it can guide some people in where they are on that journey. The divine plan, just simple. It's so simple that it just connects perfectly with every being that we get guided and we get pushed exactly how much we are ready to and not a little bit too much. It's perfect every time. When you say Kriya now, right? That yogi I talked about takes form. You should look into maybe that Kriya was coming from him to one of his students in the form. Mm. It, yeah. actually, it actually comes from him. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yes. So it was just a little yeah. <laughs> yeah it's all just so perfect it's so, so perfect. perfect divine divine yes. 
So I wanted to ask you this before we wrap it up, because um, we didn't get really too far into like the history, like with like your remember, your remembering and all that. But yeah. I did want to ask you um, the point that Atlantis, the civilization, was at. For one, that was on multiple places on the planet, right? Like it wasn't just one specific civilization; like it had spread no. out. No, there was there. There was also three different kind of civilizations, different timelines with different beings on. So. It's more complex than that. Yes. Oh, that's way more complex. Yeah. yeah. But so they were at a point where, like you said, like they were they were really close to like total enlightenment. Yes. Right. Does humanity? Do we go back to that? Do we reach a point? Yes. In our future. That's why I I'm calling it that we all just have to remember because we all know it all because the soul knows it all. We're just living in this dream where we need to be lost and confused. It's all just remembering. Oh, it's like, nothing we're lost and confused not, yes <laughs> <laughs> we are lost and confused right because yeah. we walk around and we feel confused about a breakup a business or whatever it is we are confused and lost in it because we don't have that fully trust to everything <laughs> we don't have that and that is the remembering to have those experiences so we remember a little bit more and a little bit more and that the Atlantean people were very close to that fully realization a lot there was a lot of fully realized beings but in general, we were very closer than we are now. Yeah. We were so close, like I said, that the dreaming was the awakening state, which means that when... See, now it gets a little freaky, okay? It's a little <laughs> but I'll, I'll share it in, uh, for a reason. When the entire world started to collapse because too, too, much, too much mind started to appear at the last civilization of the Atlantean people, the highest priests made uh, an initiation guided by the gods, guided by those masters, to start to integrate the subconsciousness in the dreams. Mm-hmm. Because we would go away from that awakening state into this lost and confusional state. So what could they do? They could simply be aware that we would never ever be totally lost by giving us the subconsciousness of dreams. They entered a spirit inside our mind, called they call it Irmohim. The Irmohim is that spirit that comes to you in the dream, that is enlightening things to you, so you will never be fully lost. Like the traumas can still be worked with, that you can wake up when you feel a little bit too, too soaked into it. Just one step at a time, then you will never not you will never be totally lost. So that integration was the yeah. dream world. Yes. Oh, that like hit yeah. me right in the chest when you yeah. started talking. Yeah, I felt that. I yes. did. I felt that deep when you started talking about that. Yes. So that's you made me the take piece. a deep breath. Uh huh. And that is why I work with the mock word, because the mock word works with that spirit of the subconscious that works with us in the dream. Mm. That Enlightens even more. You always have beautiful dreams. I always have chaotic dreams. <laughs> yeah, my dreams are normally really pretty positive. <laughs> she wakes up like, how could you do that to me? I did nothing. Uh, I was sleeping. Yes, <laughs> I did nothing. <laughs> not in this reality. Right. Yeah, yeah not in this reality. <laughs> no, that's beautiful though, because I, I did, I really felt that. I really, really felt that. Yeah still makes me gasp yeah that's intense so what happened to the civilizations though like historically they tell us 
floods, yes. things like this. Like is That's that... a symbol for feelings because the Atlantean people was those who started to integrate feelings and thoughts. And because the thoughts, because the feelings can only be created by the thoughts, that's how it is. Mm -hmm. Then we see the symbol today that the Atlantis got overflooded. Mm -hmm. Feelings got too much. Uh, you see? Yeah, okay. It's that simple. It's that simple. Wow. So the highest priests of Atlantis, they went to Tibet and Egypt. And they've been there since then. That's so cool, Atlantis. That whole thing is so cool. I remember you used to be, like when we met, you used to say things about it and you know, we're always really, really drawn to it, really by fascinated it. by it. And like the more I learn about like you and all that experience, it makes me a lot more fascinated by it because there's so many, um, I mean, there's a Disney movie on it, but mm. like <laughs> there's so many like, you know, tales and things yes. of it. And you're like, and I think a lot of people can, uh, a line that they've heard something of it and that's pretty huge that a lot of people have heard something yeah. of it has carried on several hundreds of years mm. and all a lot of people like there's some pretty big validation there that that was a pretty intense time and also maybe even that many people are being reincarnated now that we're from then I I'm not sure but um I mean, you would know, <laughs> but I, uh, I don't know, <laughs> but, um, I know like I, somebody had mentioned that there's because of the healing that's going on right now in the awakening that a lot of people that are becoming awakening, awakened in the light workers is so you call it, um, those people had been then and they were reborn again now that someone just mentioned and that they're kind of leading the way. They're like the first part to get the rest and uh yeah yeah I don't know your eyes are so intense sometimes like it, it blanks me out i'm like okay i'm sure you get that a lot though yes. i'm sure you yeah. get that a lot yes. i'm sorry no, no you're fine yeah i'm sure I'll you were this. just listening I'll yeah i'll cover that my is, eyes let me blindfold myself <laughs> I'm sure you're just listening and it's your natural eyes, but um, yeah, I, I've heard that. I've heard that a lot, that it's, yes. you know, like it, it, they're coming back to start it again. Yes. Um, a part of me also just sees that those that has been awakening to do these things have been working with it since then because the mm. experience just gives the soul more experience. And the more you do that, the more wisdom you have and the more you're able to help. So for me, I don't see that there is someone being awakened from in this time that has not been awakened since Atlantis. I don't see that. Mm. Because then we talk about the gods again. We talk mm -hmm. about those ascended masters. I see those beings. I see those souls that has just been following the journey to remember so we can sit here together. Oh, and then we're back to the, to the unity and the consciousness of seeing straight into that being behind. Which is why you feel so intense with my look, because when I, like I, like I said, I'm not listening to words. I'm listening to, to the deeper part. And that can be triggering. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you feel it. That's what's yeah. wild is that you feel it. Mm. Like you can feel <laughs> it. And, yeah, and it puts a whole new grip like for eye contact. That's a whole new term. 
Um, but it's also really, really cool because so many people say the eyes are the gateway of the soul. That's yes. a huge saying. My mom used yeah. to say it all the time. Exactly. And um, wise one, huh? Yeah, yes. very wise. Uh-huh. She used to always say that. And like we talk about this all the time, Trent and I. These old wives' tales that had whoa, deja vu. These old wives' tale that had come through. Um, An old saying. Yeah, old sayings. Yes. It made so much sense. Like we we would joke around with grandpa, like, all right, whatever, guys, our gateway soul, whatever, and you know. But you obviously are validating that it's the gateway to the soul, and so yeah. it's like so. So many people knew this and passed it on. Yes. And uh, we just kind of. I don't know. I guess say it, and then until you meet someone that validates it for you. Yeah, that's and, the experience. Yes, that's the experience. Yeah, yeah, and having deja vu validates everything. Yeah. Yes, I'm that. always yeah. like that yeah. one was intense too. I lost track of that, <laughs> and then you picked up, and I was like, thank God. <laughs> like okay, but yeah, um, yeah, deja vu validates and the chills, all that yeah, get chills. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. it's amazing to be alive, right? Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. journey to remember. Ew. That's just all we need. Yeah. I've spent one so far, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, can we have a part three? I know. <laughs> I was, because I'm like, man, I got, I know, we're got so many questions, and like, we're already like, we're at time right there, and I'm like, I wanted to ask about like, you know. Aliens. Yeah, I wanted to talk about like, different star systems and all sorts of shit, so but I guess, <laughs> but I guess we're out of time. I guess we got it, we got it. <laughs> if, it gets, uh, if it gets popular, we can always make a part three. There you go. When yeah. I come again, we can also just do it online. Right? Yeah, we can always do Zoom. Mm-hmm. True, things, so. we yes. could. Yeah, yeah very true. It's always true. possible for yeah. that. <laughs> well, I guess we'll, we'll close this one out the same way um, in case, you know, people kind of, they, they wait a minute before they listen to part two or if, you know, they come back to it later on or if they only listen to part two. Um, so this again this is Lucas Bergendahl and uh, if you've already listened to the whole thing you already know how how special he is and what his position is right now here on planet earth so Lucas where can people find you so they can they can find me on um, I'm, I'm mostly accessible on Instagram because I am trying to live uh, a normal life you know with all these kind of <laughs> platforms and I get lost in them so I'm trying to, I'm trying to have my main source on Instagram. So cool. can, Consolidated right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And um, what was your tag on Instagram it's, again? It's uh, Lucas, unders- I think it's called underscore. Underscore, yeah. 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 That's, that's the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the little underline yeah. in between. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lucas underscore um, awakening. Lucas awakening. Yeah, check him out. And if you're, if you're in the Pittsburgh area, um, check him out at Inner Light. He's doing a lot of stuff over here in Mount Lebanon. And uh, we're lucky enough to have him come into Energy Fitness Studio this coming Tuesday to do a cacao ceremony. So and in his initiation, so it's gonna be special. Yeah. It's gonna be special. Gonna be special. <laughs> yeah, you're awesome, man. It was great talking yes. to you. Yeah. Thank you I'm, so much. I'm really glad. <laughs> great interviewer. So thank you for that. <laughs> thank you. You're great to interview. Yeah, I know. We have so much fun doing it. It's yeah. easy. Yeah, like I said, like it was, I feel like there needs to be a part three, four, seven. But that's perfect. Like I said to you, I'm not good at talking about myself I need questions because if people say what do you do I'm like I don't know (laughs) where should I begin I don't know (laughs) I heal and I teach that's what I say because I need questions so this is only good because you can ask the questions we have a lot of them so Mm. (laughs) we should do it like chapters chapter 10 (laughs) 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 
And then a picture of you just staring at me. I know, wall. like, <laughs> you write, like, that'll be the, the mind blown emoji. Yeah, yeah there you like, go. I didn't think it got deeper. Here we are. Jesus. Oh, what was the name of that? I know you said it was in, uh, oh, you said it was in Swedish, the book, or Danish, um, the book that was written about your past life. Uh, Atlantis and the Five Islands, it's called. Atlantis mm-hmm. and the Five but Islands. But it's in Sweden. It's, see, some of those great channelers, they tell that the book can never be translated. <clears throat> it can never be rewritten because uh. every word is a magic spell. Every yeah. word has been written exactly as it comes down. And so, so a translation only, would bluff it up. Yes, but you can still get an idea of my life, of course. But yeah. it's, it's a Swedish book, so huh? uh, yeah. So if you know Swedish, yes, yeah. <laughs> now Swedish is similar to a lot of the other uh, like Nordic languages, right? Yeah. Like modern day. Yeah. Yeah. So I was trying to learn uh, Norwegian for a while, so maybe I'll pick that back oh, up. Oh, <laughs> see, if you learn Norwegian, see, that's interesting because I don't understand Norwegian, but I can read Norwegian. Oh, yeah. there you go. They 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 uh, type exactly as we talk. Oh, okay. So, yeah. the, so the written is very similar. Yeah, okay. that's pretty fun. I don't understand Swedish. The only reason I could read the book was because I had the memory. So I just read. I didn't understand anything. Oh, that's awesome. So mm. I'm closer to Norway than Norway, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. That's funny. I, I want to just keep going, but we need to wrap it up anyway. Yes. So. <laughs> well, Lucas, it was, it was awesome. <clears throat> it was awesome. This was, yes. this was a lot of fun. Yes, a lot of this fun. Yeah. It's Thank always you. been, yeah. Yes. And even more, and more time opened up even so that we could do a part two today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in a weird roundabout way. So yeah. yes. that's awesome. Yeah, thank you so much, yes, Lucas. Yes, thank you. It was awesome. Thank you. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is just your friendly reminder that this podcast is sponsored by the book sales of Rewilding the Modern Man and Awakening the Tranquil Warrior. The first book is written by yours truly, Trenton Sweet. And the second one, Awakening the Tranquil Warrior, is written by my wife, Caitlin, and myself. We are also sponsored by participation, memberships, packages, and the such from Energy Fitness Studio outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We are also sponsored by The Old Road Farm, which is a local, organic, grass-fed and finished, regenerative farm in Washington, Pennsylvania. You can check them out at theoldroadfarm.com.